I don't know if it's like the lighting in your room mixed with the camera, yeah. but you are almost morphing into the photo behind you, and it's I'm like bad. almost as bad quality <laughs> as that photo. <laughs> yeah, I I belong. You belong. You belong in this weird I literally uh, do. Southern California high school. Yeah, that is predominantly Asian. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> It's predominantly Asian, but there were only like six Asian people protesting the one token, like why they won't let the one token Asian player play. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Some good representation there. So, yeah. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're doing things here. It's big time. We're doing things. I've, I'm at a new desk and stuff, and I got like ooh, got a congrats. Pl- got a plant. Ooh, okay. He's it. a grown up. Oh my god, he's disappeared. <laughs> For the benefit of radio, Jonathan brought his plant and then it completely disappeared into yeah. the background. <laughs> Welcome to the Pot Charles Cinecast. Presented by the French Charles Cinema. Ooh. Patreon. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is your host, Jonathan Foster. And with me, this uh, episode obviously because it's on Patreon, but also because it'll be going to the main yes. timeline. So this week, it's going to the main timeline. It's uh, who is it? It's Ariane and Antifuchi. My daughter. Hello, Ariane. Welcome back to uh, Patreon and the main timeline. Look at that. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Have you been, Dad? Yeah, I I've been okay. I've been all right. I'm in better spirits so, these days, which is good. Nice. I don't know. I think it's just like a. Yeah. A, a good mix of um, getting lost into like work a little bit more again because yeah. there was nothing going on. So now if I'm like working, mm-hmm. I'm just like steady. My, my head's yeah. like my mind's, you know, not as uh, free to roam. Your mind's not mom's spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not mom's spaghetti. Because things aren't weak. It's not mom's spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> There's no vomit on a sweater already. Yeah. Well, let me just go ahead and get into this because I feel like it's been a while since you've been on uh, the main yeah. timeline of the podcast. You're on. Well, I think you were on with Sam. So you've been on a couple of times since Sam, lockdown yeah. has started. Yeah. Because we did Mad Max Fury yeah. Road as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah. But I don't know if we have new listeners or whatever. But anyway, this is a bonus edition of the Pod Charles Cinecast. Mm-hmm. As, and it's what I'll best describe as a side mission. To our ongoing mm. Patreon exclusive Podfast and Furious series. I'm naming it now because we haven't had a name for it yet. Podfast. Let's and go Furious. for it. Podfast and Furious. Oh, man. I thought it was going to be Two Pod, Two Charles. AKA Two Pod, Two Cast. <laughs> <laughs> two Pod, Two Cast. AKA yeah. Twilight Drift. Twilight <laughs> Drift. Yes. Yes. Where Ariane and I are watching and discussing each and every Fast and Furious mm. movie. Uh, if you listen on Patreon, you know. But if you're on the main timeline, yeah, uh, yeah this is uh, something we've been talking about a little bit. Myself and Phil, well, mainly me, I'll just drop in like, hey, yeah, over on Patreon area and uh, <laughs> doing a Fast and Furious movie. But yeah, what's unique about this episode in particular is that it'll be our first and probably only episode in the pod Fast and Furious series that will be available to the main timeline. Uh, it's going to drop on Patreon mm-hmm. first and then uh, about a week later. All you lovely people in the main timeline are hearing this because, as I mentioned last week on the episode, myself and Phil are both on holiday, so this is going to fill the slot of that week's episode. So 
I hope you're enjoying this. And this is all to give you a look, you know, into what we're doing and maybe, you know, what you're missing out on and hopefully entice you to join us over at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast where you can support us, you know, help us continue to do what we like to do, podcasts, talk about movies, hang out, see each other, have a good time. Um, if you become a Cinecaster for $5 or more, you can get exclusive access to all of our bonus episodes. And this includes Fast and Furious episodes, and it includes things like Showgirls, Trainwreck, the recently released Ridley Scott's Legend episode that we did. So there's all sorts of ways you can check out things, support us over there. We're happy for all the support that we can get. Uh, and we appreciate every one of you that have already taken the pledge uh, to support us. It's awesome. Thanks for doing that. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we're hoping to grow this into something bigger and better so we can keep doing this. Keep having fun. Mm -hmm. So before we get into this episode, though, I'm aware, though, that Ariane has not been here, you know, on the main timeline in a while. And maybe there might be some new people who don't know you, Miss Ariane Anantaputri. So, which is fine. Yeah, you're a former employee of the Prince Charles <laughs> Cinema. You helped kick yes. my butt in the gear to start this podcast. You were my co-host for a long time. I was. I and, was uh, for ages. Now you're just basically over there on Patreon talking about your favorite yes. movies. So, yeah, which includes these broom broom car movies. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get into it, Ariane, do you want to like give a little info about yourself for any new listeners on the main timeline who uh, might not know you. Might not know me. Um, hi, yeah, as John said, I used to work at the Prince Charles. Um, uh, if you ever came by to a sing-along of Popstar, I hosted those. Those are fun. Um, I'm a comedian, stand-up comedian, writer, and recently anointed director. So that's what I do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I used to I used to gab on for hours about films and such with Jonathan and our mm-hmm. gang at the PCC uh, before I had to flee the country. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's a little bit about me. If you scroll back into our archive, you can hear me and yeah. the way my accent changes every fifteen seconds. Um, but yeah, that's me. Sick. I'm John's daughter. That's our that's our thing. He's my yeah. pod dad. I'm his pod daughter. And if you want to know why, all you have to do is go back yeah, to episode one. You can go back one. to our first episode. Yeah. yeah. And that's where that joke started. And it's that's where lived that joke on started. in infamy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For like, yeah, it's it's a long, it's a long joke. It's been a long joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we've been talking about Fast and the Furious over on Patreon. Mm-hmm. It's not the only thing we're doing, so yes, don't think, oh, you're just getting only Fast and the Furious. We've, Ooh. you know, we're doing other mm-hmm. stuff at the same time. We try to release two episodes a month, uh, sometimes more. Yes. Uh, sometimes less mm-hmm. if we're being lazy, but we're trying to give you two. If we're busy or yeah, <laughs> very busy, busy or mentally unhappy with, you know, or, with or just like mentally ill. <laughs> but yeah, why, Ariane, are we talking about Fast and the Furious though? Because it's because of you. It's because of me, yeah. Yeah. It, it fully is because of me. Um, over on Patreon, we have discussed a couple of films that I adore, including Unfit Gems and uh, Showgirls. And Fast and Furious, the whole franchise, is something that I adore. And Jonathan has only seen the first three. So I decided to take him along for this 
incredible journey <laughs> into the Fast Saga, which has spiraled into one of the biggest blockbuster franchises in the world. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's why we were doing it. Was there any other reason why we were doing it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is literally Patreon's <laughs> become a weird thing where, like, yeah. it was a good excuse for us to kind of get back together, talk about films, yeah, say hi to, to each other. And people would send us films to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of weirdly started it with just, like, things that you really yeah. liked a lot. And that kind of became a bit of a funny yeah. theme. Uh, so it just ends up like being things a lot that of I'm your favorite films. obsessed with. It's yeah. not even liked a lot. It's like obsessed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my entire Twitter presence hinges on these films. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And it um, works nicely though because with Fast and the Furious, I had only seen the first mm -hmm. three films. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like always hearing you go on and on about it. And I was just like, well. I need to watch them all, I yeah. guess. And so it's a really fun yeah. thing where I'm getting to see a lot of these films for the first time. Yeah. And I'm like gabbing on about how much useless knowledge I have about Fast and Furious 6, <laughs> um, which we'll get to we'll, we'll get to sometime soon. But yeah, yeah um, this episode is going to be really fun because we both yeah. got really into Fast and Furious trivia. And this mm -hmm. is basically like, I guess the, one of the coolest pieces of Fast and Furious trivia. Yeah, absolutely. Um, out there. So, like with most open world video games and uh, action <laughs> adventure film series, uh, our favorite characters are often sit on side missions. And uh, that's kind of what mm. happened with this episode. We are on a side yeah. mission. We sent ourselves off on yeah, a side mission. We did. Because in our last Pod Fast and Furious episode covering 2006's mm -hmm. Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, a.k.a. Twilight Drift, uh, <laughs> we were introduced to a new character that uh, would become an integral part of the franchise. His name is what? It's the heart and soul. His name is Han Lu. Played by the wonderful Sung Kang. Uh, so yes. Tokyo Drift was also the first film that would see Justin Lin take over the helm as director, mm -hmm. a position he would hold for many subsequent films. And when I was doing some research on the Tokyo Drift episode, I stumbled across a little bit of info that neither of us were aware of, which you yeah. can hear right now. <laughs> So, Neil H. Moritz, who's produced the first two installments, began working on the film in 2005, and he hired Justin Lin to direct Tokyo Drift based off of his 2002 crime drama, Better Luck Tomorrow. So, have you ever heard of this film? No, I have not. Thank God. No. But uh, Neil H. Moritz said, after I'd seen Better Luck Tomorrow, I knew Justin was the director I wanted to do business with. He was the first we approached, and he loved the idea of filming it. The movie needed enthusiasm, and he was the director to do it. So, pretty big praise for a young director at the time, because, I mean, this is 2006. Yeah. He had only, this was like his third film. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Lynn, who wasn't initially familiar with drifting, said that I was in film school when The Fast and the Furious came out, and I saw it with a sold-out crowd who just ate it up. What really excited me, <laughs> yeah. 
What really excited me about directing this film was the chance to harness that energy, create a whole new chapter, and up the ante by bringing something new to the table for the audience who loves action and speed. Funny enough, Sung Kang, who plays Han, was previously working with Justin Lin in this film called Better Luck Tomorrow. So, Better Luck Tomorrow, you said you didn't know about this, right? No. All right. Like, I don't think I've seen it, but I know who's in it. Yeah. Like, I've heard of it. I'm going to blow your mind a little bit, hopefully, if you don't know about this. So, Better Luck Tomorrow is about Asian Americans overachieving. I think they're in California. Welcome to my life. Uh. <laughs> and they become bored with their lives and they enter into a world of petty crime and material excess. But it also features Sung Kang playing a character named Han Lu. Oh my god, it exists in the same. Better Luck Tomorrow was subsequently recognizes Han's origin story retroactively, making it a part of the Fast and Furious continuity because Justin Lin and Sung Kang have said that that is Han. Or, that's his origin and story. And it doesn't officially appear as part of an installment in the franchise, but it is mm-hmm. part of the continuity. So I'm going to ask you this, Ariane, before we talk about Fast and Furious, let's cover Better Luck Tomorrow, get a Han okay. origin story. Do you want to do that? Let's do that. Yeah. So <laughs> that was it. And here we are. We yeah. were gifted a little side mission to go check out an early Justin Lin film with 2002's Better Luck Tomorrow. So Mm. we watched it. Uh, I don't know everyone out there, like, (laughs) where's the best place to find it? I know you can rent it, like, in certain places like Amazon. You can rent it. it. Yeah. Maybe YouTube, because they seem to But that depends on your feelings about Bezos. But yeah, yeah, they have it on YouTube. They got it. You could track it down. Um, You'll track sure it down. It's, it's like available. You'll track it down. We've so, tracked it down, so you can do it too. Yeah. So I know a lot of people probably may not have seen this film, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, and it, it is, like I said, better luck tomorrow. Don't give me that idea. Portugal. Tetrahydrocannabinol. I didn't ask a question. Sorry. Were we competitive? Tokyo, Japan. Hello. Can't wait to go to college, man. All that studying finally pays off and you get to leave this hellhole. Will we board? We will see a movie. The Amoeba. To death. Do this by tomorrow, you get a 50. What? We don't have to play by the rules. We can make our own. It's easy money. It'll be fun. We were putting the laws of supply and demand into practice. And then it snowballed. Do you think you can break in? There's going to be a lot of money involved. Our straight A's were our alibis. As long as our grades were there, we were trusted. You think you can get away with anything, don't you? Oh, yeah, if you're clever enough. We were making so much money, we couldn't spend it fast enough. What do you think he is, some Chinese movie stuff? Hi, I am Chow Yun Fat. Rumors about us came and went fast and furious. So how does it feel to be famous? Better than sex. The more notorious we became, the more invitations we got. We didn't know half the people we partied with. What are you guys? A club. Oh, like a math club or something? <laughs> you know how you make decisions that lead to other decisions? Gonna get us caught! Then you don't remember why you made those decisions in the first place. Get the gun! Get the gun! Boom! 
When you got everything you want, what's left? You can't settle for being happy. That's a trap. Study hard. An accomplished high school student, Ben, seems to excel at almost everything except winning over his dream girl, Stephanie. When he begins an unlikely friendship with trouble-seeking tough guy Derek, Ben becomes involved in petty crime and it gets increasingly dangerous, with his various illegal ventures extending to include Stephanie's wealthy boyfriend, Steve. Can these restless teams curb their criminal activities before it's too late? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's, it's, okay, how do we, let's, right, there's... Quite a bit to unpack about this film. And and first of all, I just want to say, I adore this film. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, dude, why have I not seen this any sooner? <laughs> and I wish I saw it when I was younger. It would have saved me a whole lot of pain. Um, and I, it's it's one of those things where um, when we were doing our research for uh, Tokyo Drift, all the sort of articles and stuff were like, yeah, um, the studio saw Better Luck Tomorrow and they were like, let's give Jocelyn Lynn the job. Mm-hmm. And then watching this film, you're like, oh, exactly it's why he was perfect for it yeah and, and it's just it's it's yeah it's it's brilliant and and it, it's oh it's a lot even though i remember we were kind of just like yeah no we'll touch on it a little bit but then it's also like oh it has a lot to say <laughs> yeah there's Obviously. a lot going on with it but, um yeah <laughs> yeah there's a lot going on with it what did you what did you think well it was it was pretty funny because i liked a lot of elements of it and some elements were really funny because mm-hmm. it's like total 2002 you know high school movie trope yeah you know like yeah shout out broken shout out broken cd player one time yeah yeah broken (laughs) cd player moment of silence i was like that's the most oh yeah it was yeah it was really funny because it's like uh it it hits on all these notes that a lot of like your typical white bread you know like you know high school American coming comedies. of age high school films with yeah. yeah um but it was told from the perspective of an Asian American cast and that was really cool because like you just get to see mm. you know literally like the, the fact that everyone's going through the same shit and to a certain degree certain standards are like being uh held higher for these characters because of who they are yeah. and what like society says about what them. is expected of yeah them. absolutely and like you know why aren't you getting more of that representation instead of it just being like oh this is like the token you know asian kid in my class that like has one line in a film and is usually the butt of a joke mm-hmm. or something you know so it was cool to yeah. see like all these characters have like really f- like just mental things going around. Like certain elements felt very high it's school. It's dark. Yeah, and then certain it's very elements high school, were like, but it's also very Christ. dark. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, that's why they gave him Tokyo Drift. Good God! And it's it's very well directed. It's one of those things where like it's it plays on all these like visually. It, I love the way it looks. Like mm-hmm. it's this grainy shot on film. Yep, grainy early two thousands look. But then there's also all the sort of. Like the, the the shot of the, you know, taking your high school yearbook photos at the end. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like visually, it's it's really stunning because he calls in all of Justin then calls in all of these like yeah you know, tropes like taking your yearbook photos at the end yeah. or, um, 
typical tense action movie sort of things where you have the camera spinning around the characters. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> those are yeah, cool like strobe lighting and cutaways those are really yeah. cool and and they all work together it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to separate which is like incredible technically but um yeah it's it's i watch this being like hi i was an asian kid in high school and hello i did not know this film existed and oh yeah. god these are all the pressures that myself and my peers were under and it was just it's it's that thing of like it's really nice to see people that look like you reflect stories that you relate to. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, all stories are are great when they're universal, but it's stuff like this that's really like, oh, this sings and this hits home and this there's little grace notes and details that are just like, oh wow, this is important now. Like this is important to me now. This story, and yeah. I hope that it'll become important to people that hopefully will give it a watch. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we yeah. won't go as deep as no- we normally would on a weekly episode with yeah. this episode uh, because mm-hmm. we know that a lot of people might not have seen it. And I think largely yeah. we're just going to discuss a bit of the story. We'll try not to spoil too much, but I mean, it might happen. Yeah. Um, but mostly yeah. it's just our boy Han and how we connect him it's to the rest Han. of the series going forward. So, yeah, Han is in this. In its wild, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. So Sun, yeah. So Sun Kang plays Han Lu, the same mm-hmm. character he plays in Tokyo Drift and the subsequent Fast and Furious films. Yeah. So yeah, as John said earlier, this is like his quote unquote origin story. But you see Han here in high school, and he's he in high school. He's already that dude. You know, he's already yeah. like he's cool. He's broody. He's aloof. He minds his business, gets all the girls, smokes all the cigarettes. And I was yeah. like there's nothing more I want to be. I was like, I'd like to be you, dude. Like, if, if out of all, I relate to all of them on a very, very visceral level, which is really scary. But Han is like the dude that's like, oh man, dude, you're so cool, bro. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, is, he is that like cool cousin stereotype. Like he's the, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, he's great. Justin Lin said that uh, the title Better Luck Tomorrow refers to how Mm-hmm. The film explores the whole youth culture of today, specifically Asian yeah. Americans, but mostly just uh, mm-hmm. the general mentality of teenagers today. And by today, this would have been like 2002. And, 2002. Uh, he said that, I mean, I work with teenagers. I grew up in the 80s and already it's very different, the mentality. You go to suburbia, you look at upper middle class kids and through the media, they've literally adopted an urban gangsta mentality. So... Yeah, I mean, it is wild how it's wild. we'll get into a little bit more um, as we go along. I'm going to get into the cast in a second. Like like I said, I don't have like a lot mm-hmm. of like these like notes about all like, you know, it was me doing this and blah, 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 because it's really not as much out there for this film as it would be for other bigger films as well. And that's sort of a thing that I want to do with this episode is highlight it as something that we both watched. We had no idea going into it. It was mainly we were sent to it. And, and I was like, we got to watch it. And we both enjoyed yeah. it. I yeah. As soon as I started watching it, I was just like, oh, this is fun. Like, it's just a fun high school film that turns really weird and dark, which really reminds me of a lot of those weird late 90s to early 2000s, like mm-hmm. high school films, like that film Bully. I don't know if you know that one. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just gets so dark. <laughs> and like, yeah, that's like, very it gets much heavy. Yeah, that's very much like the the way this film mm. goes. 
And but when I was watching it, I was like, Ariane's gonna mm-hmm. love this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just knew it. He sent me like a screenshot of one of the main characters' trousers, and you're like, dude, check out these pants. And I was like, I am already obsessed. <laughs> and then I was just tweeting photos of Sun Kang, being like, I think I'm obsessed with him. Yeah, um, because he he's he's stunning in this film. Like not just his performance, but I was like, you put this man in more jean jackets, and I will be there. Like, yeah, yeah easy. Yeah, his hair looked cool as shit as well. When they're around the pool table and it's all red and then he's smoking, oh, yeah. I was like, dude, <laughs> dude, that is the vibe. That is, And they all sort of look good to some extent because throughout this, like the two leads, Ben and Virgil, they never sort of look like, wow. You know, yeah. but then Han and, and, and Derek were really just like, yeah, we're, we're, we're the, we're the studs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're the studs. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're the studs of the group. Yeah. Of the squad. Um, yeah, yeah. There's that scene though where Ben was on the uh he shows up on the beach i think it was his birthday and he was really like yeah, yeah, out, yeah. like from the night before and he woke up yeah. with that crazy nosebleed and he's like oh i gotta stop this but like, like han I'm shows done. up yeah because he he wasn't there he was sleeping or whatever and he, he was like where's han like, i was asleep <laughs> and he like comes in and he's got his like leather he's like curled on. up in a big jacket yeah he's yeah. just like this better be good and his hair looked fucking amazing he <laughs> <laughs> just looks so cool <laughs> He is the, yeah. the uh, like the epitome of I just wrote I woke up like this. Like, yeah, that's, definitely. That's it. That was fun <laughs> in this film. He woke up like that. He really did. What was interesting? I, you probably read this in your research, but like apparently this film was based off of like a real case that yeah like, in, it was in California. Like yeah, a group of um, which I hate that they dubbed it the honor roll murder. Like honor roll murders. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Wait, okay, wait, wait a model minority us again. Yeah, y'all. like come yeah. On. I mean that. That's like what's interesting with this film, though. It like touches on yeah. model minority I a lot. It. Like you know, I know. It becomes a thing for sure. Mm. It's loosely inspired by the 1992 murder of Stuart Tay, who is an Asian American yeah. youth who was killed by five of his peers on New Year's Eve in Orange County, California. Yeah. I've read some cl- conflicting reports on it, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, like where Justin Lin basically said in some interviews that it like he he wasn't trying to uh do anything like based on this he was aware of the story obviously but he didn't want to uh yeah he was trying to just base it on Take just like story, yeah. fiction and stuff and it wasn't like meant to be but mm-hmm. then you know when when you you know see the film and then you read about this it's like geez because tay was killed by other teenagers after they thought that he would betray them in a scheme to steal computer equipment, which is very much what's going on in this film. They're what stealing they do, yeah. computer equipment from the computer school and stuff. They lured him to the residence of a kid named Abraham Acosta, which in this film, Ooh. the character where they lured him to is named Jesus, which is another, it's weird, yeah. it's just a biblical name. Uh, and they beat him with a baseball bat and a sledgehammer. And when he didn't die immediately, they forced him to drink isopropyl alcohol and taped his mouth and nose shut, which is very much like what happens in the film a bit. Spoilers, sorry. This film. (laughs) Spoilers. Sorry, guys. Um, But yeah, it's it's very, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I'm really glad this film exists because if I hadn't known about characters like Ben and Virgil and obviously Han and the other uh, main character, Derek, like I would have never have felt as validated. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of, um, I think 
I'm not a teenager anymore, but I think a lot of Asian teenagers can realize that couldn't relate to that because there is so much expected of them and they expect so much of themselves that yeah. there's uh, Ben says something about it. It feels nice not to do something that uh, doesn't have to be on my college application. And that's a thing that I think everybody grapples with their entire lives. Like it's nice not to do things to make money. It's nice to do things that aren't going to make money. It's nice to do things that aren't going to come on your CV. Great to do things that aren't going to be on your um uh, college application because we've sort of spent our entire lives commodifying every single part of it mm-hmm. so i was like oh yeah wow thank you for making me think and introspect for a little bit movie about guy and fast and furious that i love so much um <laughs> so yeah no it's, it's really interesting because ben is um i find ben really interesting uh as well as han because they i think they all get really good grades right like han and yeah Kim. I mean, Han's sort of the criminal mastermind of it all. Like, yeah, yeah, he's meant to be in that. Uh, they're like all in this sort of athletic. Uh, what? Oh, what's it called? Like, yeah, uh, they're an athletic in, team. They're an um, academic decathlon, academic or decathlon, something. Yeah. Uh, so we can get into the cast a little bit. So Ben, that you've been talking about, yeah. it's played by Perry Shin. His name in the film is Ben mm-hmm. Moneybag, uh, which is kind of funny because it almost sounds like Moneybag. <laughs> Moneybag. Yeah. It's a it's a Filipino surname. He plays a straight A student who, uh, on the side, you learn commits petty crimes to express himself in other ways. Yeah, yeah. Like Arian said, he's he's very much like uh, determined. He's shown as being like very hardworking, like in school and both hard. like outside yeah. of school. He has a job, um, and he's yeah. like always he has to be well rounded. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> he's like, he has a job. He's on the basketball team, mm-hmm. making free throws. Um, yeah, yeah. He's a he's an interesting character. He's kind of like, uh, yeah, like you're slight. He's slightly nerdy in a way, but he's like still kind of cool. He's, he's like not the like the boy like, next door. Yeah, very much sort so. Of, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you want to compare him to like a character in any sort of like you know, because it, it very much follows that sort of line of those films like the way like things like american pie are you have like your character structure yeah like friends who like your you have the nerd you have the best friend you have the jock and you have the cool guy and then absolutely to me ben is the would archetypically uh, archetypically be the best friend even though his best friend is um another character (laughs) um but but ben but ben reads like that right like he's like oh he he his life sort of just seems like it's on autopilot and he's kind of just like actually hey hang on a second yeah um he's not in charge of him his life really he's not in charge yeah why he does these like crimes on the side because it makes him feel alive, which are like really. at first super cool crimes in the sense that he's selling tests like and test answers yeah yeah. Like, yeah yeah that checks out they're <laughs> doing like you know cheat sheets uh i love the scam that him yeah. and han and virgil have where they go um to oh and they put stickers the store and they return, yeah uh, they buy all yeah. this stuff and then return it but they just like basically you're stealing it because they return stuff they picked up off the shelf <laughs> So. Yeah, it's it's like Sandra Bullock in Ocean's Eight. Um, <laughs> yeah. A more contemporary reference. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah, and Han is like the the sort of way in for yeah. Ben and Virgil to get into that world. Justin Lin is one of these directors that likes to use a lot of people uh, in films that 
like in numerous films in his career, he brings a lot of people back. Hence, how you have like Han become Han Lu yeah. in Sung the Kang Fast and is Furious. his like, Yeah, yeah, you said that Sung Kang is his yeah. Niro. But Perry Shin is yeah. one of these guys that hasn't popped up as as much in his films. Uh, I believe he did mm-hmm. appear in Finishing the Game, which is I think yeah, like a was. comedy film about them finishing Game of Death after Bruce Lee uh, passed away, which stars Sung Kang and uh, also Roger Fan, who I'll get to in a second. But Perry Shin, like he appeared in that. But if any listeners are fans of Adam Green out there, who's like a does a lot mm-hmm. of like slasher films and comedy films like that, um, he was in. Uh, Adam Green's Hatchet series. Uh, you would know him from playing the brothers. Basically, he's Sean in the first one, and then Sean gets killed in the first Hatchet film, and then his brother Justin, uh-huh. uh, you know, comes in, and it's like, oh, it's my twin brother. And I believe they just did that because Perry Shin's fucking amazing, and he's really fun in the Hatchet yeah. film. So we got to keep bringing him back over and over, even though he just keeps getting killed. He's great. <laughs> but yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's really. I was good. looking through his like filmography um before this and apparently he has an uncredited role in starship troopers which again yeah, he does. is major for me come on yeah yeah because we, we will do a little bit of verhoven on the uh yeah patreon stuff so like we said yeah. got a showgirls episode over there uh we did the got a showgirls episode. did robocop but robocop did end up going into the free the free uh, timeline as well. Into so the main timeline. Yeah. I found this really funny though because it's almost like, it's crazy. Uh-huh. It just feels like Justin Lin is like calling his shot. He made this film. Hell yeah. Uh, this is 2002. It's bef- it's the year after the first Fast and the Furious film came out. He obviously really uh-huh. liked Fast and the Furious. We talked about that a little bit. Like, uh, There's a line that is yeah. Yeah, in the so, film. Yeah. Perry Shin's character, Ben, narrates the film as the film's going along. And at one point, he's talking about how it's very much uh, fucking Goodfellas in a way. Um, but with it is. High, it's, it's Asian yeah. high school kids. It's high school. Yeah, high schoolers, which is everything I could have ever asked for. Like, yeah. yeah. And oh my God. so there's a moment yeah, where they're getting so. <laughs> they're walking deep. through the hall. Yeah, they're walking through the hall <laughs> talking about how hard, like, and crazy everything's how was hard going they on. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Perry Shen's character, Ben, says, rumors about us came and went fast and furious. Fast and, and you can <laughs> bet John and I looked into the camera like we were in the office. Yeah, we were like, like, oh, hey. gotcha. <laughs> hey, hey. There we go. <laughs> you mean that guy there? He was calling you know his shots next here, to you man. there. <laughs> it was yeah. like the camera went in on I was like, that's, that's how you manifest. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Four years from now, this man. <laughs> I love it when Justin Lin makes white people mad. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, there's that whole th- the thing with this film that I think um, it came about. I remember it came about in like the press again when Crazy Rich Asians just came out because they were like, "Hey, actually, there has been a film centered around Asian Americans um, before." I mean, obviously, um, but like, hey, they talk about this film, and um, in 2002, apparently. This film was sort of um, slated by a lot of white critics, of, ugh, yeah, obviously, it was. where they were just like, <laughs> how dare you represent your people this way? How could you represent your people this way? And Justin was like, bro, we could do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 
and Asian people are allowed to exist as just as anybody is to exist however they want. You know, yeah. However they wish to present. Absolutely. Um so yeah, that's 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 why it was I love I love it when yeah. Just yeah, Justin then doing community, Justin then making more Fast and Furious movies. It's like, go off, bro, you're a king. Like <laughs> I adore him. Ben's best friend in the film, we've mentioned a little bit. His name is Virgil Who. He's played by Jason Tobin, who, if anyone mm-hmm. saw Tokyo Drift, he's Han's friend in Tokyo Drift named Earl, who we talked about a little bit in our last episode. And actually, it looks like... He's in the ninth one. He's going to be back he's for the ninth, the ninth film. One. So, yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, so Virgil is Ben's friend since fourth grade. He's crazy. <laughs> like, that dumb, crazy friend. He's insane. You never, you're never really sure what they're going to do. But he's also really smart. Yeah, yeah. He's smart. Yeah. Like, he's really smart at school. They're all smart, but he's... I had friends like this where they're, they're completely smart, but they're fucking liabilities, like, as a friend. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, you sure. don't know what they're going to do. Sure. They're going to, like, either get your ass kicked yeah. or get you killed or something, you know? Yeah. And they're also... Um, what I adored about Virgil was that he is the kind of person you can tell is projecting and masking his insecurities all at the same time. Yeah. Where he's kind of just like, oh, I'm going to hide behind my new tough guy persona, but you can yeah. see right through it. Yeah, and yeah. It's terrifying. That makes him scarier. Like, yeah, that you definitely. know he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ben, yeah. it's funny because Ben wants to be in control. Uh, and yeah. he, he's a lot more in control. But, you know, obviously, like we said, he's on autopilot. But Virgil's like on the other mm-hmm. end of autopilot where he's like, uh, he's Hi. not in control at all. <laughs> like, yeah, not he, at all. You know, he but he thinks he is, and he's like mm-hmm. literally out of control. There's that funny moment where they're at the party, and that stupid football player like uh, oh, talks yeah. shit, or he's a basketball player. I can't remember. I think he's a basketball player. Yeah, but he talks yeah, shit. He's like a different to, jock. Yeah, another jock. Talk shit to Derek, who's yeah. also a jock, quote unquote, but he plays tennis, which is why his <laughs> jockness was being questioned in the first place for context. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tennis is a bloody sport. Like, come on, shut up. Um, <laughs> anyway. But I mean, he plays tennis. That's such a great way to he introduce tennis. him. Yeah, we we, we can get into tennis, him. His, yeah. you, that's immediately, Roger. you immediately know who Derek <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he's played by Roger Fan. His yeah. name is Derek Liu. Mm-hmm. He's... Like, basically really self-centered, uh, but he's obviously, like, king around the high school. He's, like, senior class valedict- valedictorian. He's uh, the president he's, of every club. Yeah. Scheming he's the editor like of the newspaper. <laughs> he probably gave a teacher head, which I was like, yeah, this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he did. Look at him. Yeah. It's so 2002, though, that yeah. sort of, that's such so a throwaway line. It's just like... Yeah. Uh, sort but that of, gives like, everything away about this guy. <laughs> yeah. But then at the same time, you're kind of like, oh, this di- this this kid gay as hell. <laughs> like, yeah. I looked at it being like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> like, and there's there's that's why I think all the tension between the four of them really work because Derek yeah. is just Derek is the instigator. He's the yeah. He's the like he pushes everyone. He's not really their um, friend either. Like from the yeah, get-go, he's not. He's like yeah. the guy that of course they know, but he's the one who's scheming and they like to scheme because they like to make some extra yeah. money. Uh, and also, mm-hmm. like we said, Ben just wants to live a little bit, feel like he's living and being in control yeah. of something. And 
So Roger Fan's character, Derek, is very much in control of stuff. He's running all these schemes. Yeah. He's the one who operates the cheat loves sheet control. sort of scheme. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he starts bringing guns into the picture. <laughs> they literally, yeah. like Justin Lin says, this urban gangster sort of vibe. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I live in Southern California. I carry a gun. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that scene because right after they beat up that white jock, which I was like, yeah. oh yeah, well deserved. Um, <laughs> the they they get in the car and then an actual gang pulls up. Yes, that's what I was just freaking out. Guns, about. I just and then it. I was just like. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you you could see all of them freak out in yeah. in in. It's nearly the exact same way, apart yeah. from maybe Virgil, but um, it's just so, it's one of those things where like, oh, you kids, you, like, yeah, teenagers think they know everything. Yeah, coming from a person who was recently like a teenager, yeah, like you thought you had everything in the bag until something comes up from behind you, being like, actually, no, you don't. Like, which is yeah. I think all of life. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Derek is very interesting because he's definitely I, um, what I noticed towards the end of the film is that I think Derek is the loneliest character of all of them. Oh, like, definitely. I think he just wanted yeah. some friends. <laughs> like, yeah, like definitely. He, like, he wanted, I wanted, uh, yeah, like, I wanted heist friends. Like, yeah, because, like, he obviously, family. like, it's one of these people who can get kind of anything because he's, like, no one's really paying attention to what he's doing. He's obviously really smart. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's in, he's like, like you said, he's the, you know, president of every club valedictorian he's you know he's in control of like everything that's around yeah but at the same time with that sort of i don't know status or whatever he's like probably just sort of ostracized himself from almost everyone yeah and he has no one yeah really. he's like created yeah yeah he's created a reputation for himself at the mercy of his own um doing which is like yeah. what i think <laughs> some teenagers do fall into um yeah that that's sort of like yeah i'm the i'm the loner i'm the brooder but at the same time oh i'm the smart kid so I kind yeah of, like oh or like oh i'm in every club so i know everyone but nobody really knows me it's that whole thing yeah um which is i find i find all the archetypes the way they've, they've um not just adopted the archetypes but subverted all the sort of high school um high school film archetypes i find it really really interesting because they come off really authentic and genuine as well um mm-hmm. so yeah yeah well done and with we were talking about that that fight that kind of happens at this party. Yeah. Derek pulls out a gun. They Derek beat the shit out, out of this uh, white jock, and then they're yeah. in the car. And this is like what's really interesting, and it says a lot about like these kind of characters, because this is before before the gang shows up, and they which Ben does yeah. the funniest the funniest thing where the gang of I think they're like sort of like Asian and Latin American, like a bit of a blend. This gang. I was, yeah, I remember up. them them pulling up. So for yeah, for context, I'm Southeast Asian. So when I saw these guys pulling up, I was like, oh no, they're Filipino. Like I knew. Yeah, yeah, they. Was like, yeah, they could. Be, yeah, <laughs> I was like, for Filipino. sure. Yeah, yeah. But they looked proper, like proper hard. Had their they were music like, bumping. They no, had their guns, guns were stuff. different. No, <laughs> their guns were automatic. That's yeah. the difference between yeah, the two. Like guns, the yeah. the weapons in each car, like they were proper. Well, you know they didn't buy that with their saved birthday money you know yeah. like, that's not a gun you can gift to a friend yeah um it's like this is some scary shit and, and yeah it was and just, ben does that funny thing who turns the fucking music down fucking music down just being like hey look 
<laughs> like stop. Oh, because I think Virgil, because Virgil was in the back talking out. smack. Yeah. Right. He he starts talking smack, which ends up being him. Like he freaks out. Um, yeah. Eventually, he's like, oh, "My dad's gonna, gonna kill, kill me." me. <laughs> it, that's what I mean. Like by that tells everything about these stupid characters about this like, guy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was one thing I found very interesting, though, because obviously the parents' sort of vibe is there, but it was an interesting thing that this film—you never see them. You never see their parents. There's no mm, parents. Yeah, and that's very different than a lot of like these high school films, anyway. Um, because a lot of times there's usually like a parent involved, either they're funny or they're like strict or they're just kind of like visible slightly yeah. and there's no parents around. And I, obviously, I don't know, maybe they're working really hard, uh, and they're not around yeah. or maybe they're absolutely these parents, kids are running like fucking exist. wild, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think it was that, that thing of also like, you know, the post nineties, early two thousands thing where I think, um, freedom or people's securities just started expanding a lot more i mm. think like yeah like it, it was their their community is quite tight and small as well so it's a thing of yeah everybody knows each other but um yeah, yeah. i like that i i kind of like that you don't really see any of the parents but at the same time it's that thing of so your son was coked out memorizing SAT vocabulary and nobody did nothing. <laughs> yeah, like you did not so. notice a thing. He was, this man was bleeding out on his sheets and you did nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, which I thought was, it's that, yeah, no, it's, it's that, that post nineties thing of, oh yeah, the kids can take care of themselves. Yeah, which definitely. Maybe, I mean, you know, I, um, to be honest, yeah. like it, it felt like, a lot of my high school upbringing like just because I was mm. a bit of a latchkey kid I had friends that were yeah. like similar to these kind of characters um my mom wasn't around my house kind of became a bit of a party house sometimes uh, even if it was mm. like before I even drank it was just like my friends and I hanging out like until two in the morning skateboarding and pissing off my neighbors or playing music really yeah. loud or something but yeah I mean you know it's it's fun it's a funny like sort of thing to see because it felt a hell of a lot more real especially when it got darker uh than a lot of contemporary films of the time felt and it's funny because it's like one of these films that no one fucking knows about and never like yeah i had never seen it before i didn't even know about it until we were doing the tokyo drift stuff so yeah Mm -hmm. and let's get into it our boy We'll get mm-hmm. into some of the other characters, oh, but our, our boy, the reason why we're here, Sung King, the yes. fourth member of the group, Han. the quiet member of the yes. group. The best member of One Direction. Um, <laughs> He's uh, Virgil's cousin. So this is where yeah, Han. Han comes in. He's Virgil's cousin. So yeah. the mystery Virgil's is solved. Virgil's older cousin. <laughs> yeah. The mystery Which is, is like a, a proper thing. Like you have the sort of older cousin you're always sort of really scared of but you really look up to and always want to impress and yeah. you know they will do anything for you because you're the younger one <laughs> and <laughs> their job to sort of cradle you and protect you um but yeah han is virgil's cousin mystery solved uh, so he has his badass great. ford mustang he's driving around shout out dominic toretto one time yeah he's he's already pretty uh dialed in to this character as being this cool yeah. dude. We already talked about how he looks cool as shit. Always dressing awesome. Hair looks great. Shit, yeah. Smoking cigarettes. Like he has he has a bad badass car. The only thing I would say yeah. 
about him mm, okay. and in this film is there's not a shit ton going on with him like as far as like yeah there's not enough of him he's cool yeah but for sure underutilized han they obviously you know this this film wasn't about him and this is pre han existing in the fast and furious universe so i get that but i just want to see more and if you listen to our next episode that will come out the same day over on patreon we'll be talking about fast four You'll get to hear me say yeah. basically the same thing all over again. Sneak preview. <laughs> Underutilized. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. He's yeah. like, I get it. He's, you know, hot opa cousin. Like, we got we got him. But at the same time, you again, yeah, you don't know what Han does in school. Um, mm-hmm. You know that he's older. You don't know what grade he's in. You don't know who he hangs out with outside of these guys. You know that he commits petty crimes outside of school. You know that he gets lots of yeah. chicks, but you never really see him socialize. He's quite, he's he's very aloof. Um, but yeah. he's also, I think, the voice of reason in the group. Like he's he's a glue. He's the glue, sort of. Absolutely. Like I think Ben is the glue, but I think Han is, for sure, the thing keeping everybody on track up until a point later on, way later on in the film. Yeah. But there's like a really specific scene, no spoilers, but Virgil kind of goes a little bit apeshit. Um, mm-hmm. And Han is the only one that's like, hey, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. And he's 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 not afraid to sort of be like, you've stepped out of line. Um, well, we were yeah. talking about this a little bit, like when we were messaging and, uh, you know, I was mm-hmm. mentioning like that you see the change really. There's... A big thing, and I want to get into the spoilers because I want people to Mm -hmm. properly see this film. Go out of your way to watch it. It's really good. Uh, But you see the change in Han because Han is like very much like the, like you said, like the the one who, you know, seems to know, he knows himself immediately. He already like, you know, he knows himself. He's confident in himself. Yeah. And he also has this sort of weird level of like innocence in the film through his eyes in a way like yeah and then it changes and you see it clicks like and you can even though there's not nearly enough and i also don't know good scene i don't know how much more i'm going to get into with han going forward uh if there's going to be even more of like how did han and dominic kind of become friends uh I, I will be sorely I disappointed, know. sir. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they <laughs> no, already kidding. sort of, yeah, they've might've. gotten there and I, it's been there and done that. And in the next episode yeah. over on Patreon, Fast Four, we'll probably be talking about this. But yeah, he, it, it, it sort of like sets you up to know life is different for this person from now on. It's no longer yeah. like, we're here it in high school changes. fucking around, kind of getting around uh, the system, making money, pulling schemes that are like, you know, little kid schemes, basically, in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, I'm I'm cool. I'm confident. I'm in charge of like what I'm doing to obviously something snaps and changes with him. And he goes into this like, I mean, he's an outlaw, like in the Fast and Furious universe. Yeah. He he I think he goes into himself. Like from yeah. that point on in that in the film that yeah. we we're talking about because we won't tell you because we want you to see it. Um, he he really just like becomes like a little hermit, I think. Yeah. Um, but it, it's that thing of I, I wanted to bring it up earlier because in the Fast and Furious films, Han is always eating something. Yes. And in this film, he's always smoking. Yeah. So I think 
like that that I can I, I kind of want to connect that correlation as well where like I think after his turning point as as we say yeah uh, <laughs> after his turning point in better luck tomorrow that yeah that change you can sort of see that change in his habits and you can see him sort of soften I think yeah um yeah through the rest and also of the there was that sort of thing where in Tokyo Drift episode go back mm. go and you know seriously go hit us up over at patreon.com forward slash the pcc podcast these episodes we've yes. been doing have been really fun the fast yeah, and furious episodes been. are really really good yeah um yeah, we go some of my deep. favorites yeah we do as deep as you can get with a fast and furious film <laughs> yeah. sorry <laughs> but one thing we were talking about with tokyo drift was mm-hmm. that why is Han hanging out with all these like high school kids and high stuff? High schoolers. It makes yeah. a hell of a lot more sense it after makes watching this. Perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. Like in retrospect, I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> and you can sort of like, it's that quiet protectiveness, I think, mm-hmm. that he has. He's very, I'm, I'm sure as much as Virgil pisses him off, he's yeah. protective of his cousin and therefore yeah, very much so. protective of his cousin's friends who have in turn become his friends. Um, and then in Tokyo Drift, you sort of see that he has no problem taking Sean. That's his name, right? Lucas Black. Yeah. Yeah. Sean yeah. under his wing, even though Sean mm-hmm. was a high schooler. Um, and a bunch of teenagers hang around him because oh, Han's cool. Han can give us a job. Han can, you know, like we can race without our licenses or whatever it is that they do in that film. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's, but, you know, it's, the type of teenagers that yeah. gravitate towards him are like the kids who would be troubled. And they are the kids troubled. would be troubled, yeah. And, and the kids with like a potential that he sees, you yeah. Know? Like, and he's like, "I'm yeah. going. I've been there. I know that. I've done that. I've hung out with these kids. I've seen yeah. some of these kids go down the wrong road." Uh, and even though I'm obviously living in this sort of like outlaw society, I can at least maybe hopefully keep these kids safe in this weird sort of yeah. outlaw world that we're now a part of. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Cuz you can't change that. Yeah, no. You can't ch- if these kids are going to yeah. go down that route, you can't change it, but at least he can be like, well, you know, I'll at least make sure they get through it. I can help it. you do a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah, no, at least I'll make sure they'll get through it, which is I think yeah. Khan. Well, even though he he's very like quiet in this and yet he definitely like I would love to have seen him do more stuff in this film, mm-hmm. but for sure he was that guy. He was like, "I'll I'll help you along." that's like his function in the little heist squad um picture this originally sung king actually wanted to play the role of ben yeah i read that (laughs) thank god he didn't i read that i was like thank god he didn't i was like that's not gonna be cool like there's you cannot uncool this guy ever yeah like you could yeah even when he shaved his even when he shaves his head i'm like bro yes so cool right yeah Which like, is, even I was like, oh, that's really sad. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> if you see the film and then you cool. think about why he shaved his head, it's like, oh, God damn it. As <laughs> you know. Yeah. But then I was like, know. oh, damn. I was like, yeah. yeah. But then I was like, you can't take. You, yeah, he's. It's that thing of like his sort of self-assuredness and quietness gets really sad in retrospect. If you connect this film and Tokyo Drift. And again, it once you watch the rest of the Fast and Furious franchise as um, I don't know. Maybe the listeners will know what I'm talking about. Like, it gets it, she gets sad for Han, dog. Like, it mm. gets sad. <laughs> um, hashtag justice for Han. Hashtag justice is coming. Stream the Fast Nine trailer. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to avoid these trailers because yeah. I don't want to like get too you much. You can't see half of it because yeah, John Cena's in it. Yeah, you you did, can't even yeah. see it. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners out there, also, this is another we thing got we're that doing. I, you know, if you listen yeah. to this podcast at all, make at least one wrestling reference per episode, probably more than one. So I'm a wrestling yeah, fan. This time I made it. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, like another little thing that's not a full running series that we're doing, but it's something we're kind of doing yeah. every now and then is pro wrestlers mm-hmm. versus movies. Info. So we're mm-hmm. talking about any pro wrestler that has jumped into the big screen. And uh, John Cena did that in Trainwreck. That's why we covered Trainwreck. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, it's weird how this Fast and the Fury series, and then also that have adopted random, pro wrestlers. <laughs> the pro wrestler series. They're all like, it's all like intertwining. It's, you know, it's going to get all mixed yeah. up down the end. And uh, I'm ready for it. Yeah. You know, very yeah. soon. I'm it's excited to watch well. John do this. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. Wait till we get to Fast Five. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, w- let's get into yeah. some of these other characters real quick. Mm-hmm. We got Stephanie. Karen Anna. Chung as Stephanie Vandergosh. Mm-hmm. She is our boy Ben's love interest. Love interest. And is, sort of Derek's in Derek's eyes. Anyway. Yeah, um. yeah. She's, I mean, but that's like I said, there's a lot of tropes, like things that play a lot yeah. in a lot of teen films uh, in a really that are found in this film. Like, mm-hmm. And Stephanie sort of plays that role of being that girl who has a boyfriend who is liked who is by the main character. She's a cheerleader. Uh, she does really She's well in school. She's the main character's lab partner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She does really it's well like, in school. It's like that um, typical sort of She knows everybody. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's really good. I, I like her a lot in this film. She has, yeah, she has a boyfriend that goes to a different school. Yeah. yeah she's great. Yeah. I really love her. And she's, her yeah. boyfriend is played by John Cho. Holy shit. Starring John Cho. Yeah. Um, and he plays Steve. This this shit is yeah. He plays Steve, <laughs> um, who is the biggest douchebag you will ever meet in your entire yeah. life. I never knew that I could not like John Cho. <laughs> oh my god! Right, John Cho was one of the most likable actors I think in the last however many years, and in this film, you're like, oh my god, you dickbag! I think Derek <laughs> and Steve exist on the same douchebag on 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 two opposite ends of the same douchebag spectrum. Yeah, is what I was trying to say. Yeah, um, yeah. Steve is such a one. He's such a. Um, but he's also one of those guys where, like, oh, there are real people like him, and there are moments in the film where you're like, oh, Steve is actually making some points. I hate that I agree with him. No, John Cho is really great in this film. Yeah, and he shows up in really quite a few great. other Justin Lin films as well. Um, yeah, John Cho. Like, I mean, I guess he's like one of the more famous apart from some king of this of mm-hmm. this crew of actors in this film um because yeah. obviously Harold and Kumar I mean he he was in yeah of course he was in so many 90s and early 2010 films as well as like the token asian guy like I'm pretty sure he was in the American Pie films uh yeah so he's done a lot and now recently in recent years he's been doing a lot of things like just really kind of branching yeah, off Star into Trek. having this pretty solid, like, you know, 
what was he like Baller mid, mid to late 30s or early 40s like acting yeah. you know like he, acting like he's 48 really? not even mid to late for like oh is he 48 40. jesus i didn't know he was that he's old. been doing this a long time <laughs> yeah. dude but yeah because yeah, you can't he's... tell because you know don't age. um <laughs> asian people don't age it's yeah. it's record sorry um yeah, I will still look like this ten years from now, um, but yeah, no, John Cho, what a solid career run. Yeah, bloody like searching was so huge. Yeah, searching was really big. So yeah. huge. Um, Star Trek, obviously. Um, yeah. Do you not have a film stuff. with? Um, he did American Pie. You're correct. God, what was her her name? Um, in re- like very recently. Oh, was it Columbus? That's what it was. Oh yeah. yes. That's what I was thinking of because I, I think that, that was a BFI yeah, yeah, yeah. film a couple of years back. And this, I just yeah, remember three, it was like three, just years ago. getting a lot of good reviews and stuff. Yeah, with Parker Posey. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, Parker Posey, yeah, because yeah, we talk about her quite a bit on this podcast yeah. by accident. I like yeah. I love Parker Posey. Um yeah. so yeah, like John Cho is cool. It was cool seeing him in this because like I even though I looked at the trailer and stuff before and read it a little bit about I completely forgot. And then when he shows up, it's like, yeah, cool. <laughs> but then he's an yeah, asshole. Immediately I was like, like, shit. He's an asshole in it, but he's so good. And I think it's yeah. one of those things where um Steve, like John Joe's character, is an asshole with nuance, which mm-hmm. is the worst kind of asshole, <laughs> you know? Like there's I was like, oh, there's a tiny bit of depth to you because at some point in your life you know what you're doing is wrong. Meanwhile, Derek is like yeah. the opposite of that, where he's very cocksure, um, even though he might not feel like it, but he, that's how he has to present to the world. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's so, in, he's so interesting. But also, I was like, I hate this dude. I was like, you yeah. are a shitty boyfriend, John Cho. <laughs> in this movie, you are a <laughs> shitty boyfriend. Well, the only other character that I'll bring up is by purely, purely just because it's kind of funny. Uh it's a biology teacher. He's played by a man named Jerry oh God, Mathers. Him. He doesn't have much of a role in the film. He just has that typical like asshole teacher who just goes, "Oh, excuse me, are you talking? Okay, well, you go switch." You know, would seats. you like to share that with the class? <laughs> yeah, it's played by Jerry Mathers, and he is the original mm. Beaver Cleaver from the 1950s oh Beaver to Beaver series, <laughs> which I was what? just like, "Holy shit!" Like. Usually I would leave that out, but that's funny. So I was just like, all right. <laughs> what a <Wow>. weird. <laughs> He's the beef. Wowee. He's the beef. <laughs> yeah. Vibes. Wow. Yeah, but that was But he's also sort of in turn the catalyst for Ben. Just, you know. Yeah. Getting so close it to kicks Stephanie. off the whole thing with Stephanie. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing with Stephanie is funny, though, Why? because it's like. It plays that whole thing of like, will they, won't they sort of vibe. But then she's got a boyfriend, but obviously she likes him because her boyfriend sucks. <laughs> and then yeah, like, her boyfriend it's sucks. Just, yeah, it's just so like, it's so fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so, uh, the ending as it's well, so like good. which we won't really spoil, but it leaves like that weird, oh shit, sort of vibe like as well. Like, is this where we're going? <laughs> you know, like, very, yeah, it's like, end, oh, this is like, where oh, we're going. God. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah. it sort of doesn't lose, it doesn't lose itself in that darkness, if it yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely um, not, yeah. Because, yeah, even though Ben sort of loses, um, obviously Ben changes throughout the film and he narrates it, but it, it, yeah, you don't lose Ben's charm, I suppose. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, Perry like, Shen in terms is of like storytelling, which really good. Yeah, Perry Shen is really great. Um, yeah. really, really great in this mm-hmm. film. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 good, and and it's also I think for like yeah, was this was this his first film? Was this Justin Lin's first film? Uh, like, it was his, outside of film school. Yeah, it was his first, first like, solo directed yeah. film. He did co-direct yeah. a film with someone else before this, but it was yeah. like yeah, pretty much his first film. Yeah. Yeah, and, and which is like this is really well like, done. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. really really well done. Um, like even yeah, and it looks great. Like technically, there are so many. It, it's so like there's so many obviously nudges and homages to to tropes in the genre, but but there's a way that he does it where you can tell that oh this dude knows his shit. Like this dude knows his genre shit. You know, like yeah. there's yeah, obviously action adventure elements to it crime elements to it where where yeah and and it ties together so well um and there's the cute sort of yeah uh the use of text on screen i often just feel like ah if you gotta do it you gotta do it and then he did it and i was like oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. you can do it yeah it works (laughs) i like it it works i was like oh shit i did that in like my very first student film (laughs) (laughs) it's like that 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 validates so much this film has done so much already um yeah it's it's no it's brilliant um I think if you hadn't haven't seen it, please go see it, um, yeah. and save all impressions and reservations for the end because you really, really do need to do that with this film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, the film was shot on thirty-five millimeter, but originally it was intended to be yes, shot digitally. But some deals were mm-hmm. made with Fujifilm and Kodak, and it got shot on thirty-five. It looks cool. Um, it was financed Sick. with credit cards and money raised independently by the filmmakers. And the actors all oh. deferred their salaries. So, yeah, it's got a Whoa. very low-budget vibe to it. Uh, but it it looks great. But, like, it what I mean by low-budget, it's just, like, by un- behind the scenes, there was a lot of, like, you know, things that you see, like, fucking hustler d- film directors do, like, earlier in their career. Yeah, shooting like, in public. Yeah, like, your, your <laughs> Kevin Smith vibes, like, maxing out your credit cards, just taking advantage of yeah. whatever sort of operation you can get your hands on to like Indie make things film happen. Rights. So yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Lynn's original investors, though, they wanted to in uh, they wanted the entire cast to be what? Caucasian. <laughs> with <sighs> one of the investors offering one million dollars if he cast it Macaulay it's Culkin in the lead. Oh, that'd be weird. <laughs> what? <laughs> What does what does Macaulay Culkin know about being the only token player on a basketball team? Yeah, seriously. Shut it. Leave. Stop. I mean, Stop. I am all for <laughs> this era of Macaulay Culkin. He did a lot of awesome, oh, like, yeah. awesome He's films a lot of really sick in stuff. the weird early two thousands. But like, yeah, why? Uh, <laughs> so like, weird. Stop it. This, like Stop this it. man you can't has an idea. Macaulay Culkin playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. This, let him, let him do it. He has an idea. He's Asian himself, an Asian American, and he wants to fucking do a film mm-hmm. that just like is about him and his people, and like what he knows. No, let's do it with white people. Yeah. Come on, like we don't already have enough. Like, like you know, kids in high school played by white kids. You know, like yeah. it's just we've yeah. we've done it to death. Show something yeah. different. And that's what's good about this film. Yeah, it's we, different. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. And it's that like, yeah, we don't have to be, you know, the sidekick or the the 
the good character all the time, you know? Yeah. And I love that Roger Ebert thing where he was like, imagine if you said that to a white filmmaker. Imagine if you yeah. said, how could you do this to your people? Because do <laughs> white people in movies be doing everything, every, yeah. every horrible thing you can think of? <laughs> um, and, and nobody has stood up and said, how could you do this to your people? You could say that to any yeah. white person now. How could you do this to your people? Like, you can't, like... Yeah, come on. Um, sorry, me getting angry about. Well, that's cool. Justin, Justin Lin objected though to this, and he continued to fund the project on his credit cards. And after those funds were depleted, Mm, and as uh, production was about to be canceled, like Sung King brought fifty thousand dollars through Joan Huang of Cherry Sky Films, whom was a free uh, frequent patron of the Korean barbecue restaurant where King worked at. (laughs) So. Lynn also brought in an additional, this is like the wildest story, an additional $10,000. So Lynn brought in an additional $10,000 from legendary rapper MC Hammer. It's Hammer Time Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they met each other at a convention for broadcasting in Las Vegas, Nevada in April 2001. He called him up and was just like, yeah, I'm having issues. And he just like helped him out. It was in 2003 uh, in an interview with Elvis Mitchell on NPR radio. Justin Lin said that the production company was on the verge of folding unless they could secure a certain amount of funding. Uh, He had essentially resigned himself to failure, but on a whim called MC Hammer. Then got got a call uh, the day before the deadline from MC Hammer saying that he had read the script and he wanted to provide some backing. Two hours later, he wired Lynn the money and saved the production, and he became like an executive producer on the film. <laughs> executive producer, MC Hammer. Amazing. You should go out of your way to see it just Period. because of that. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> just I remember when I came up, and like, it does show up in the credits, right? Where you're kind of just like, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, and that says yeah, a lot. No, it's, it's cool as hell. MC yeah. Hammer... Wasn't he one of these like is famously broke. bad, bad for bad with <laughs> <Right>? money, <laughs> like famously yeah. broke? Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, he must have really liked it yeah. if he was willing to give up money. Just be like, yeah, sure, all right, ten thousand. Here we go. Good for him. Thank you, MC Hammer, for your for your contribution. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't have this. The budget would end up being two hundred fifty thousand dollars altogether. Uh, it was a part of the official official selection of Sundance Film Festival in 2002. And at Sundance, like you said, there was uh, a lot of people. There was a lot of people who felt that the ending was a bit disturbing. Fair enough. And then a lot of people loved it. But there was some people who found the f- plot offensive. And there was this yeah. man who chastised Lynn for making a movie so empty and immoral for Asian-Americans and for Americans. Who are you and- getting mad on behalf of? Yeah, it's weird. Like who? Like I oh, yeah, come man. on, sh- shut up. <laughs> and then the shut comment prompted, like you said, a re- mm-hmm. retort from legendary critic Robert, Roger Ebert, who is a hero in this scenario because he stood up and said, "Nobody would say that to a bunch of white filmmakers. How could you do this to your people?" Uh, and then he said, "This film has the right to be about these people, and Asian American characters have the right to be whoever the hell they want to be." Which, you know, prompted cheers from the audience and buzz really started to take off for the film. Roger Ebert gave it a really mm-hmm. good review. 
And shortly after, MTV Films picked up the movie for $500,000. And according to the film's publicist, they wouldn't confirm the purchase price, but they said that they had committed an additional $1 million to uh, promote it. And it would be MTV Films' first ever acquisition, which is pretty funny. Like, it's weird that I didn't really know about this. Like, you feel like you would know about it like i was around like in high school at the time i felt like that would have like you know been on the radar you know a little bit yeah uh but yeah i don't remember this at all and it was released to theaters in the united states in april of 2003 and it went on to make 3.8 million dollars so it's not bad for a film that was you know made up for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, shoestring budget maxing out credit cards and now justin lynn (laughs) is like the captain of one of the biggest film franchises of -hmm. all time. (laughs) Holy shit. And probably made some of the best, directed some of the best episodes of Community that has ever existed. Yeah. Um, I rewatched the paintball episode recently in preparation for this episode. And then I was just like, yeah, this man is a genius. He (laughs) knows what he's doing and we should celebrate that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I hope nothing shitty comes out about him because I really like Justin. (laughs) (laughs) That's the vibe of like Uh, our uh, Patreon. Most directors that we like. It's just like, I hope nothing bad comes out about him. (laughs) If something comes out about Paul Verhoeven, you will not catch me outside. I will like shame myself. Um, But yeah. But you would also not be that surprised. (laughs) Yeah, I would also not be that surprised. This man made showgirls. (laughs) Come oh on. god! <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, yeah. that is better luck tomorrow. That's all the info I have about it because you know it's one of these things. Like I said, it's it's I don't know. It just kind of like went under the radar. I found out about it mm-hmm. during our Tokyo drift thing, and I was just like, we have to talk about it because Han's in this film. We do, and Han largely Han, became as Han. You know, a big thing. For me, with watching these films, I just found them like yeah. as hard as Tokyo Drift was to get through at times. Han was always there to be cool and was awesome. And I was like, he I helps know you more. get through it. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Without Han, I would not have watched Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would you be a fan of the series still without, without Han? Han? Yeah. Bro, you know I love this regardless. I was in it from the from the jump, from jump from the beginning when yeah. When Paul Walker pretended to like that tuna sandwich, I was like, I'm in. I'm yeah. so in. Um yeah, I love fast cars, but I love really cool characters. Um yeah. even more. And I love I love turning off my brain for a bit and being like, Yeah, let me enjoy this. Yeah. Um yeah. Enjoy whatever you want, guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if you enjoy this episode, it's kind of all over the place. We don't want to like spoil too much yeah. for you, but obviously we were like talking about certain plot elements. But I mean, I think Sorry this film's something that. worth going out of your way to check out if you've check never out. seen it. Yeah. If you have seen it, then like let us know what you think um, at the usual mm-hmm. places, the PCC podcast on Twitter, or you can email us podcast.com. But yeah, we're. Mm-hmm. Doing this big thing, like we said, this big Fast and Furious watch through over on Patreon. This episode literally just took us in a side mission, like I said. And I wanted to use this as a time because I know we weren't doing anything on the main timeline this week because Phil's away. I'm taking the week off mainly. 
And uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw this out to everyone. And it just kind of lined up perfectly because that's what we were going to do anyway. I yeah. already envisioned throwing this into the main timeline. So it was kind of nice timing. And I wanted everyone to like, you know, just hear a little bit of our thoughts on Fast and Furious and stuff. And this weird sort of like, is it a part of the series? I don't know. But uh, yes, it is because we've made it part of the series. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah. Tell us we said so. Yeah, if you if you like hearing me and Ariane, if you miss hearing us, if you're an old listener, yeah, we're over there and a if couple you miss times me, a month. Old listeners, <laughs> we're over there a couple times a month. If you can, mm-hmm. you know, help us out, we largely do this podcast like for nothing. So Patreon really helps us, like you know, just get a little bit of something for the work that we put into. It's a lot of work doing the podcast. Um, yeah. If you can't, we understand and i I always i will Mm -hmm. say support the cinema first because we're going to be in a tough time in the next few months as we're trying to head back into this weird pandemic world so if you can help out buy a ticket over at princecharlescinema.com get a membership buy gift vouchers whatever you can do help out and then support the podcast at it's a great place patreon.com forward slash the pcc podcast five dollars or more a month gets Mm -hmm. you bonus episodes the rest of this Fast and Furious series, the ones before, the ones coming mm-hmm. in the future that we haven't even done yet, but yes. we're going to continue doing it. And there's a lot to come because there's a lot of these films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's job security. John and I were joking that um, they make so much of these Fast and Furious films that we basically are set for life <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to do this, to talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. hopefully I will direct. Um, amen. Yeah. Manifesting. That's the thing. Ariane's putting it out there that she's going to be directing one of these films one of these days. It's one of my, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a, it would, it's a dream. I know it's like, it's a pipe dream, but I'm still going to keep dreaming it. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I got my driver's license now. So yeah. Yeah. Justin Lin did it. All he, all he said was fast and furious in this film. And then he was just like, there we go. I am in charge. Yeah. My car, yeah, my car gets out of the shop next week. So, yeah. It'll, uh, yeah. Yeah, here it'll we go. Right. You're just going to make your own Fast and Furious in Indonesia. <laughs> just your mom doing Dude, fucking donuts. You can't. Yeah, me, me, me mom doing donuts, absolutely. Um, because there's no traffic anymore. But in usual situation where I am in Indonesia, you cannot get anywhere. Um, you're stuck in traffic for four hours. So. Yeah, which is... The opposite of Fast and Furious, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and also one of our biggest gripes with uh, Tokyo Drift, um, which we talk yeah. about. So People go listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are these crazy races going on in the middle of Tokyo where it's so much traffic? Bloody Tokyo. Oh, man. People no wonder literally spend days in traffic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, it's been really um, fun yeah. catching up with you, Ariane. Uh, this is literally it's just a great. chill Thank one you. for us this week. Uh I hope all the listeners out there are having fun with their time in this weird world. Just try to be happy and healthy. Stay safe. Stay safe. Uh, Ariane, what do you got going on and where can people find you? Um, You can find me at Ariane Anandito on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I've got a video out on my YouTube. That's what I kind of wanted to plug. Hell yeah. Um, It's me singing and knitting a jumper. Um, I've also I'm also on a bunch of other podcasts other than this one, which um, thank you to this one for launching me into doing that. I'm on my friend Mariana's uh, podcast Dowdy, and on my friend Yanis's podcast Everyone's a Critic. 
uh, where we also talk about films, talk about showgirls on there again, I think. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that's why I've got going on. Um, what have you got going on, Jonathan? Well, I'm being busy this week, been put on a lot of stuff on sale. Yeah. Uh, Christmas is on sale. Go over to PrinceRollCinema.com. You can go find all the Christmas shit oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so the that's kind of what I've been doing. And uh, yeah, as where can people find this you? week goes on, I am taking the week off. Doing, I don't know what. Hell I'll yeah, figure it out. I just kind of want some time off, so it's cool. But yeah, you can find me always Take at Bricks. <laughs> you can find me always at uh, Tall for All T A L the number four A L O on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And like I said, collectively, it's at the PCC podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or you yes. can email us at podcast.com. And as always, support us at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Uh, we love you guys. This is us finishing. Love you guys. Go watch Better Luck tomorrow. You won't regret it. It's a good time. Please. And you won't regret uh, it. It's a great time. Yeah. We'll be back next week with yeah. less me shouting about Patreon. <laughs> Just a little bit less. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but then uh, we'll be back on the Patreon. Yeah, um, me and Arian are over there. We got yeah, something yeah. else going out. Literally the day yeah, this episode cooking. goes out We're into cooking. the main timeline. Yeah. All you Patreon people who God bless you might have might have felt like you've missed Good out. Bagel bosses. Yeah, there's a podcast and furious episode coming. Yeah, fast forward. Yeah, too pod too fast. <laughs> um, right. Right. Thank you again for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Ariane. And mm-hmm. hopefully we can have you back soon. Yeah. We'll do <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.